Hey, metalheads, it's time to make us a mixtape. You know the deal. You come join me and Paul, and each week we have our friends on, and uh, they're going to make us a mixtape of five of their favorite songs, and that's what we're about to do right here. It is uh, an absolute pleasure to find out that one of your friends is a fucking metalhead, and that's exactly what we're on to this week. A pleasure or a surprise? I wouldn't say pleasure. I'd say it's a pleasure. The pleasure is all on this side of the table. I knew you would excite that. I am so excited. Uh, We've got an absolutely rocking fucking episode. If this were on TV, it would air on VHS or VHS. (laughs) It would air air on a (laughs) VHS cassette. You'd put in a VHS cassette and... uh, uh, this would be like one of those shows on like VH1 Classics or something Classics, or like an yes, MTV like yes. 5 or something like that that you're just like, you ever flip through the dials and you're like, oh, wow. There's like six of them. M- there's like an MTV concert channel. Like, I want to mm-hmm. see that concert. And it's like, yeah, man, you don't have that. You have to pay like a million dollars a Wyndham. month to get Not wow. at the Wyndham Hotel. Okay. Well, uh, Paul's just showing off that he, number one is a very successful traveling comedian. <laughs> and uh, number two, he stays at only, only the at best that. hotels. Uh, so you heard uh, that's Paul, my co-host here. Paul, say hi to everybody. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening. And uh, and thank you for all the emails, too. Uh, Are we getting emails? We're getting a lot of emails. Sweet. Not a lot of critiques. I thought they'd be There's more There's nothing people... to critique. We're nailing it. We're I hitting know. all the facts. We're putting new music in people's ears, old music in, in, in people's ears. Yeah, and we're and we're educating. That's we're the biggest thing. Educating here. and guys and gals out there and and they them's whatever you are, whatever you're rocking. I have been on a uh, crash course of Chris Gaines, and I think I'm going to have to do a whole Chris Gaines episode coming up, Paul. I'm in deep. You'd have a you'd have a Chris Gaines uh, song on your five song mixtape. Uh, I mean, the songs are so bizarre. <laughs> That's a no. He wrote none just of them. Pivoted. Garth Brooks wrote none of them. I didn't know that. Uh, they're all just like songs that other big name singers didn't want. Um, do you know <laughs> he didn't write Friends in Low Places? I didn't know that. No. That I'm was... not surprised. A lot of those artists, they were they were yeah. just going through the Nashville hump of music. Yeah. But there was available to them. But anyway. And still is. Uh, also just started reading Hitmen, which is a, uh, by a, a, a book about payola in yeah. the music biz. And by the time people, if you haven't already, go listen to the episode where we did uh, our favorite music books. Yes. Um, which are, I, Hitman's always been, I've seen the the TV version, but it's always in my, uh, my what do you call it, cart to yeah. buy, but I never yeah. do. We should do like an Amazon wish list like porn stars do. <laughs> yeah. And then people will buy us. What buy would be us. on your Amazon? It's, it's in my wish list at uh, Barnes & Noble. What would be on your Amazon wish list that, For books? that you would send your horny listener fans to? Horny? To buy you stuff? Books? Porn, or, you know, oh, like porn stars have like Instagram wish lists? No, I don't follow enough porn stars well, on Instagram. Get, get on board. I'm followed by Pornhub. What's up? Uh, <laughs> Our if you tweet sponsor. enough funny jokes at Pornhub, they'll follow you. Um. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know. I have a wish list at Barnes & Noble with books that I want. And the okay. next one is the signed copy of the Liz Fair album. Oh, interesting. Or the Liz Fair uh, bio, autobiography or memoir. But yeah, what's cool. what's in your what's in your wish list at Amazon? Uh, probably some like architecture Legos, oh, you know, uh, probably. There's some, just so uh, many layers to you, Marty, that I feel like I've known you for what, nine years now? Yeah. And I feel like every year there's like another layer. Yeah. And today was a new one. You came dressed as a... Chris Gaines. <laughs> no, no, Chris Gaines would be God. Oh, that's right. You were like you're like a country. I don't know. It was like the guy in in Nashville that didn't make it, and he decided he's going to just work at a diner. But he I, was he wrote like three songs that were really big for. Um, I call this winter look uh, '80s pro wrestler in an airport because uh, I used to read. I still do, but whatever. Wrestling magazines were my life back in the day, and there would always be photos of these wrestlers. Uh, coming and going to Japan and they always looked so cool in like cowboy hats and in the, boots. In the airport? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and, loved and it. To describe, you're wearing cowboy boots and a Bass Pro Shop yeah. hat and a flannel with no, no it's like a, a soft wool jacket. Like a, a, ja- a shirt jacket? I'm shirt big jacket. into shirt jackets. Shirt jacket. Yeah. yeah. Very uh, country. And a thr- but, thrift store t-shirt from a black family's uh, family <laughs> reunion, which are my favorites. So, uh, all right. Let's speaking do of which, yeah. if, if you have, if you are that black family and uh, you want to get on the podcast, oh uh, no, no, this is a bus. This is a bus ministry. I'm sorry, First Baptist of Southside bus ministry. There you go. That's what it is. If you want to obtain your shirt, oh, I thought uh, you said if the bus ministry wanted to sponsor us, sponsor us. Hit us up at paulmartymix at gmail or if you have a list you want us to do uh, or talk about. Uh, message us for sure there and uh, also please subscribe and review if you haven't already but right now it's time to get 
fucking metal. Yeah, this is a uh, so this uh, this guy I know from the comedy scene, but also not only is he a, a successful comedian, but he was a is still a, a successful. No, you guys were in a sand. He's kind of like making faces here, but they were in a sign band. Uh, I fight dragons here from Chicago, Chicago proud in the aughts. Of 2000s, people loved you guys, and now you're making a comeback. Um, Hari Rao joins us. Hari. Thank you guys for having me. First of all. Sorry you had to put up with a Chris Gaines. Time. Right out of the gate. Sorry we got we got caught up in all that stuff. But first of all, thank you for being on here, and thank you for hitting us with this mix that I would have never in a million years thought that you would throw our way. <laughs> Likewise. It is metal up your ass, as they would say back in the day. Um, first of all, what is your relationship with metal? I want, I want it all. This is the beginning of the behind the music. Tell us, Go. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'm a huge metal, old school metal fan. How um, and why? I got into it, uh, back in, um, the eighties with, uh, I was a huge MTV fan and that's why, uh, I don't know if we want, should I talk about the list, but, um, uh, I really got into Van Halen, which I don't really consider yeah. metal, but Motley Crue, which I know people yeah. call hair metal, but for, you know, an eight year old, that's metal. Yeah. And then, uh, some of my friends, uh, one of my friend's older brothers, he sort of turned me on to all the music I was listening to. I love to. it. I love an older brother, an older sister, or a neighbor that's just like, you listen to this. Yeah, exactly. So anything they listened to, I instantly In the thought 80s, was cool. Yeah. Um, and then he got me into uh, Iron Maiden. Uh, you guys remember Rat? Yeah, of course. Uh, I was into Rat. R A T T, if you're going to. I saw him at, uh, at the airport uh, once in. Stephen Percy? The singer, yeah. I loved uh, all those feuds between those bands. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love all of it. What about those videos spoke to you besides uh, boobs? I think it was the just hair. like how it just was so cool to me. Like yeah. I had like no other way to describe it than just seeing like David Lee Roth jump off a riser and do the splits. And I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and, and at the time, like MTV was obviously playing all sorts of music. And you would see like a Madonna, well, not all sorts. They didn't play rap music because they were afraid um, but they would play, you get like a Madonna video or like a, a Paula Abdul video. And then there would be like, like a Van Halen video or, 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 or Guns N' Roses pie, or yeah. something. And you're just like, holy shit, that's different. Yeah. The one that broke through, right? Yeah. The, the sweet child of mine in the middle of uh, all the Bon Jovi and were, Paradise City. Were your parents okay with you listening to metal? No, not really at all. <laughs> Did uh, they think you were like a devil child? They, I was, I'm definitely the black sheep of the family. Okay. I mean, even in pursuing anything artistic that music and comedy now, but, mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, I get into, uh, I was really a big fan of just eighties pop. It wasn't even just metal. Like I love Madonna, Casey Kasem's top 40. If you guys oh, remember yeah, that, oh man, that was amazing. I used to make my own list on my mirror and I would like change it. My, my top five bands and top five songs. For me as a kid, one of the biggest days was when MTV did the top 100 of the year. Oh wow. And, oh, uh, yeah. or the, and then they would do, VH1 did it too. Yeah. And they would also do the top 100 of all time. And it was always like, is Thriller still number one? Is there a new number one? We got to find we out. We got to find out. And I remember that it would air all day uh, on New, new Year's, Year's Eve. Yeah. And I remember we'd always go to this uh, Chinese restaurant called New Moon in, uh, in, in yeah, Maryville, Indiana. Oh. No, Maryville. By the star where the star plaza was, rest in peace. And uh, I always remember like when we would start heading, like, all right, time to get ready. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're like hitting the top 20, top 10. And I'd be like, oh, I got to see this. And I mean, I'd record it, but it just like, I always well, wanted to be there live to hear what the number one video They would be. incorporate the last few during the countdown, too. Remember? Sometimes yeah, they would do that. Yeah. You're like, oh, we're here with five. And then they'd have a celebrity do yeah. it, do the, the last few songs. Yeah. I remember when. Peter Gabriel got sledgehammer. I was so excited. Yeah. Oh, 86 man. or 87. Were you Such a big, an amazing song. Were you a big uh, Headbangers Ball guy? Not too much. Okay. Um, but I didn't watch a lot of the programs on MTV. I watched a okay. lot of music videos, but uh, uh, not many of the programs. For I those that don't know, Hairbangers Ball, very popular. Headbangers Ball. Hair, Headbangers There's Ball. There's a great, if you just go on uh, on YouTube and just do Headbangers Ball documentary, there was like an MTV, did a, and they, I thought, uh, they're like documentaries. VH1 and TV were always pretty good. And uh, there's one about Headbangers Ball and just how it was like this weird little show that they were like, oh, put them on in the middle of the night or whatever. And, uh, and Ricky Ratman. Ricky Ratman. Yeah. yeah. Axel Rose's friend. And he goes, oh, maybe I, he goes, I think I could be a good host of that show. And he's like, all right, I'll call. And he just got him the job. Is that right? Yeah. He goes, he like came into his audition with Axel Rose, That's which insane. is like, oh, and he goes, and I was terrible, but they still hired me anyway. Um, but yeah, they would they when they would play yeah. a lot of bands, and they would get. He said that he would get a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of shit because like the heavy metal fans would be like, "Why are you playing 
Warren, why are you playing Cinderella? Crew, right, right. Yeah. And as you're saying that, I recall that being part of why I wasn't a huge fan of that show. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was never was into like the, uh, the death metal or anything, but mm-hmm. I was never into like the wingers and warrants mm-hmm. of the of that time. Britney Fox? <laughs> no, no, no. Britney Fox. I had a friend uh, who liked a lot of that stuff, and I was just like, that was like the, the spectrum I never got into. I feel like I, I have a pretty eclectic taste, but when it came to actually performing, uh, mm. metal was where I was for a long time. My What's, first band was a was a metal band from Aurora called Shadow's yeah. Edge. Shadow's Edge. Yes. Fuck and, yeah. Uh, that is such a great name. Any weird spelling or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, of course. Let me, let me, let me there, was that a, spelling. there was a Z. Z? Yeah. Fuck yes. Yeah. With the Shadow's yep. Edge. I love it. You played bass in that I band? I played bass in that band. And then we did had you ever mullet? Did you, did you did long you mullet? hair? I didn't have a mullet. You know what I did? I wore a bandana. That Sweet. was sort of my my. But not did you have long hair. Then? I had a mullet back in the. A quick story about that. I had a I had a mullet uh, in junior high, and then I got such poor grades in the eighth grade. My dad just came up to me, and I thought you know he was gonna. I thought he was gonna like hit me or something. He just grabs the back of my hair and chops it off. <sighs> It was like oh, Samson shit. losing his child hair. Abuse. Samson That's losing child his mullet. Abuse. Oh my god! And then your grades went up, obviously. And then, <laughs> Immediately. Well, I feel like I became more rebellious. Yeah. But the, but it never grew the same. So I didn't uh, try not. to. But after that, actually, we got so many comments from people that our singers sounded so much like James Hetfield that mm-hmm. we actually became a Megadeth Metallica Megadeth tribute band. What was that called? It was called Mechanics. And okay. do you guys know why? If you're if this is a metal reference, you know I know nothing about metal. So do you guys know? Uh, are you guys Metallica fans? Yeah, do you guys, no. Do you know the song Four Horsemen? Yeah. So Dave Mustaine co-wrote that, yeah. and after he got booted from the band, he did kicked his off own. The bus. Yeah, kicked off the. He he did his own version of it called uh-huh. Mechanics, which is even way faster than the actual Four Horsemen Sweet. song. Which is Mechanics had no Z. With an X at the end. Mechanics. <laughs> oh, so good. So wow, good. I would never have predicted that. Well, so good. To answer your question, let's just let's back up a second. Yep. When you submitted this list, and it, and and there is a Van Halen song, and I made you take. We'll talk about the song that didn't make the cut, but the the bulk of it, the middle section, I I knew Marty would love this. So you understand, I. I despise metal. I oh, I didn't it. know that you didn't. You actively like dislike it. I like, it. I like hard rock. Okay, stuff of the, some of the stuff you have on here are some of my favorites. But what Marty does sometimes to 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 rack me up is you'll like start playing a metal song and like it hurts my sensibilities. And I'm just like I like take off the. I just play the best songs to get in the mood, and right. he's like, "Ooh, <laughs> you do that, and you did it yeah. again tonight." And yeah. it's so funny that. It just, it just. Paul doesn't like Ace of Spades. What's no. wrong with you? On what planet? I don't mind do you Ace not? of Spades as much, but and and there and one of the songs you had on here, I will say there was like it had a melodic feel to it, where I think most me- me- metal and death metal lacks. And if you don't have that, I feel like then you you you'll never be in the mainstream. Speaking of mainstream, first song right out of the very gate. mainstream. Uh, is this your favorite Van Halen song? I wouldn't call it my favorite. I, I'll say that this list was built on songs that that formed me as a musician, okay. like that inspired me. But that it's de- it's excuse me, it's definitely not my favorite. How Van did Halen these songs? Song. How did before we get into the song really quick? How did how did uh, these songs come to come about? You I was just thinking form? of a timeline. Okay. Of okay. like where like where I started. So I didn't play anything back at like when Jump came out in 1984. And it was just like an amazing time for music. Was a kid right? in Naperville? Kid, well, it was in Bolingbroke, actually. Bolingbroke, oh. And I think Purple Rain came out that year. 84, uh, big year. Yeah. Big uh, year. Huey Lewis Sports. This album was 1984. Sports. Yes. I mean, if you want to talk about rock that Paul loves, Huey Lewis and the News, <laughs> top of the list. I hated Huey Lewis later, uh, early, but later in life, I appreciate some of the songs. Yeah. All right. So let's get let's play a little of Jump, Van Halen. Oh, uh, yeah. What a great intro. Eddie Van Halen's a real weirdo. He doesn't listen to any music at all. None. Yeah. None. Just theirs. Alex, I think it's like the... (laughs) Just his own music? Just his own. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so is there anything... 
particular about you, you described the video already yeah so for, so for me it, it wasn't about like the instrumentality at that point it was just I loved the song and I loved how cool these guys were and like do you, do you guys remember the video they're flying around like hanging from uh, ropes and like and every big, time it across. closes up on Eddie big he starts laughing did you and notice that like there's every time they show him in the video they, yeah. it's his face is supposed to be candid and he just he he, he, <laughs> I never he, noticed. he was drops a fourth wall on all the cocaine yeah. <laughs> David Lee Roth's bulge is just all over the place yeah in the your video face. is made literally probably made for seven dollars and 14 cents really they, yeah there was one it was just a concert yeah, it's just, just a, probably before they played a show yeah they're on a do you, do you see they're just on a sound stage and there's like they're looking around like oh there's a rope yeah well it was one of those things with those old school videos where they filmed them and then they're like this is great and then they're like what if we even put the reactions to the audience? So then they would like have people come down and then, then, you know, and then I think after a little while, then the, the stakes kept getting raised, but that was a pretty ba- pretty basic video. But at the same time, iconic video. Yeah. Of everyone course. knows it. Everyone loves it. David Lee Roth is a showman and he, and it shows off in that. They look thing. so I, awesome. In what it. was the, what impressed you about the $7 video? I just think it was, you know, I, at 1984, I was uh, eight years old mm-hmm. and it was just like how, just how cool they were. That's like, that's when I realized, man, I want to do something to music. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, sing in front of a mirror with a spoon in my hand. And like, I actually, uh, uh, when a couple years after that, when Edom and Smile came out, uh, the same friends that I was with who had introduced me to all this stuff, we this had an older brother that introduced you to Van Halen. Your yeah. His older brother. Okay. Yeah. So my buddy and then his older brother, and we had an air band in his basement and I would play, uh, you guys remember Edom and Smile? David Lee Roth's solo album. Yes, and so he had his face painted on there. Yeah. So uh, on the uh, I don't for the think album that's cover. culturally appropriate now. No, right? <laughs> right. it was kind of like a weird <laughs> like. Yeah, it I was don't remember weird. the cover. Yeah, but. that was what? where he did like uh, what was his just like, a gigolo. Uh, yeah, and like. Uh, yeah. Yankee there. Rose was the yeah. big song on there, okay. and Steve Vai introduced Steve Vai as his guitarist. Um, but I painted, I tried to paint my face like that. I mean, I was like ten at the time, so yeah. it would look like crap. But yeah. and I would play the drums. Like there's no pictures out there. Or yeah, be canceled. Okay. <laughs> so I was drummer. I was drummer in the band. I actually started out uh, trying to play drums, but okay. I could never get the hand foot coordination down. So I switched. But uh, yeah, so Van Halen basically to me kind of epitomized like just the cool factor in rock and roll, which nice. is why it's on Did you the still list. listen to that? Oh, yeah. And in fact, it wasn't until years later that I realized how incredible Michael Anthony is as a bassist and also how integral... Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's so he's good. he's so basic. It, <laughs> no, really? no, no. I only say that because when we would cover Van Halen songs, they would move me to bass because I was the worst musician of the three guitarists. And like Running With The Devil is just sure, okay. too... Two bass things, right? That might be like I mean, there's jump is easy bass line. I feel like the majority of their material, he's all over the place, and he okay. has to be because uh, Eddie's like you know soloing and everything, so he's okay. got to get behind all there. Right. Um, but also how integral he is to the sound of the band because he is that high pitched voice that you're hearing dub- harmonizing with. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, and oh. so I think they lost a lot when they when Eddie replaced him with his son Wolfgang. Wolfgang, yeah. How's Wolfgang so. as a, as a uh, player? Musician? I don't know. I, I, I to be honest, I haven't listened to Van Halen in years. Yeah. Did you ever see him live? No. How'd no. you feel about the uh, all the the lead singer changes? I actually, I really liked Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty One Fifty was a great album. Oh, you one too. Yeah. All their hits. You know, people shit on the Sammy Hagar years, but they were good. Well, I got arrested. At that I will concert. say this: if you, you got arrested at a Van Halen. Uh, didn't they tell the story no. on this? Oh dear God! Yeah, I just told it on another podcast. Um, yeah, uh, you know when you you're about to when you get to Tinley Park or whatever yeah. it was called back the then. The world. When you the World Theater, it might have been called that in Center. the 90s. Um, when you get there, where it's like starting to line, there's a lines forming of cars. So you, I got out of the car because I had to pee really bad, and then uh, as I got out, uh, sirens start coming. Sheriff comes, uh, or uh, yeah, state police, and then uh, my friends drove off, and uh, I got handcuffed by. Sergeant Maloney, same name from Midnight Run, big black guy. But what did you do wrong? I was, I was, I was walking on the street, just trying to bust them metalheads, trying to pee. Yeah. <laughs> you know what doesn't hold up is the video for Right Now, uh, which was like oh, a freaking Pepsi commercial. So cool though at the time, oh, it was man. number one that year. Sure, they want to, vi- they and like there's, it, yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. They tried. I will. I think that um, they weren't the worst with Sammy. What about the Gary guy? Gary from, Sharon? Gary Sharon from, from Extreme. I don't know anything about that album. I just, I, I think did I listened to it once. I think yeah. they did an album oh, yeah, with no. Gary Sharon. Yeah. It's not good. It? It's not good at all. Uh, there's a, there's a, uh, 
what did you like you you seem like it's not it's like everyone knew it was gonna be garbage did you like when uh, i really liked me wise magic magic when they brought uh, david lee roth back to mm-hmm. do a song i don't know if they did a release or an album but i oh, think I it was just a release no, they didn't. i just really thought once he i don't know man like when when he was no longer that guy from jump that you know, ended it like for you. you knew he was bald you know you know what i mean you're just like dude You're're that's so a wig cool. like have you heard him talk on like podcasts now or like did you ever hear him when he took over for howard stern no it was the worst it was so bad yeah it was so bad i heard him on uh he was on he was over it second day yeah over it the second day what do you mean over it over the show over oh, the gig he was done yeah didn't he have like his own talk show at one point too, like on TV or something? They were talking about bringing him on. I, I'm sure he gets a lot of opportunities, and then people and go, blow. "This guy's a fucking lunatic." This is how he really and is. And then they have to get rid of him. Yeah, he's uh, he's a crazy person, but great great showman. But uh, but like you said, Sammy Hagar was was. Uh, I mean, they had just had a lot more mature sound. I think that's what uh, the Van Halen brothers were wanting to go for. Yeah, with Sammy and Sammy why has, that uh, band uh, his ca- so many problems. Uh, what is it, Cabo Wabo Tequila? Yeah, and then that it's created really a rift with them. I, or not, maybe not the tequila, no, but they he, had some... Uh, he did a side thing. They, they're, very, they're very controlling. He did a side thing, and that was a big no-no, and that's why um, Mike Anthony got kicked out, too, because he did it with... They did a, a thing together. together, and it was kind of like, you could do something together, but now that it's two of you, I'm not into that. And, okay. And then, I had oh, heard you, it was also a branding thing, like Mike, Michael Anthony had this hot sauce that he was trying to sell. I wouldn't doubt the, it. I would not doubt it. Rich people are so funny how they argue <laughs> about being rich. It's like, oh, I should make even more money. It's so it's so cheesy. It's so can't lame. wait to be like that. And we'll talk about another band that does that later on in the list. Next band coming up. Uh, this is a band. That, Run to the Hills, Iron Maiden. This is a band that I would always... This was like, to me, if you were a, a real metalhead back in the day and you wore an Iron Maiden shirt, that was like, you are a real metalhead. They had the craziest shirts. See, Did you ever own any of their shirts? Oh, yeah. Eddie. Dude. Their mascot, Their Eddie. mascot, Eddie. That monster. It was just like, I would see, and there were like, there were some very attractive, uh, like, metal girls in my school growing up. And I was, but I was just so intimidated, but I was also like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. God, I, I'll still see like old married with children with like Kelly Bundy and I'll just be like, she'll be wearing like a metal shirt and I'll just be like, fucking Hey, I love that so much. Yeah. Totally different experience on the West side of Chicago and Oak Brook. Uh, no one, anyone who had an iron maiden shirt was just like, you're like, Oh, where did their life go wrong? I mean, we did not accept heavy metal. I also so. remember I hid mine under my sweater. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you just knew it was there and it gave you like comfort. That's how I sometimes have like a wrestling figure in my pocket and be like, no one knows that I have a fucking macho man figure in my pocket, but I'm fucking tougher for it. <laughs> Iron Maiden's a band. When I heard them, I was like, Oh, they sound like this. I expected more like death metal and they're very melodic. Oh yeah. That's what I was just going to say of all the songs you have on here. This one, I'd never heard this song before. Really? That's Is how this your little- favorite Iron Maiden song. Um, it is my favorite in 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 the context of uh, musicianship. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but to to what you were saying though, I believe Bruce Dickinson's a trained opera singer. That's what uh, I heard. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't verified that. Well, but let's I think play, so. let's but, play uh, a little of the song "Run for the Run to the Hills." Iron Maiden. Sexy ass start. Yeah, to me, this sounds like stoner rock from, like, the 70s. Very melodic. Yeah. And it's got, like, a hook within. Yeah. Is this is this considered like one of their most popular? Songs? Oh yeah, it's an iconic. Yeah, yeah. Iron so that's song. funny. You, you know, I've gone this far in life without hearing a full yeah. Iron Maiden song. So you can you, I fast forward ahead a little bit when it yeah, kicks in? Well, we can just put on. Oh, it's kind of like op, rock opera. Yeah, yeah. He's got that uh, vibrato in his voice too. That's I can amazing. believe the op, the opera singing. But yeah, it was. I remember it was such a fun thing back in the day before you could just go on like the internet and be like, oh, that's how they sound. Like, And I remember, saw the shirts, heard about Iron Maiden, and I was like, all right, here we go. I'm going to listen to Iron Maiden. And I remember hearing it, and it was just not what I thought it was going to be. I don't know what I thought. I mean, I thought it was going to be just like 
like death metal, like yeah. Norwegian Harder. death metal or that's something. What, on, to be to be honest with you, that's what I always thought Iron Maiden was. And then when you I saw this on the list, first of all, you gave we made the list, and it was like putting off a time where I could listen to it because I knew it was going to just put me in a bad place. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, I love Jump, obviously. And then this song, I was like, this is not as bad as I thought. I think I if you liked it, if, if you don't know Iron Maiden, you just see like their logos and stuff, mm-hmm. you're going to think Scare. death metal and stuff. But and also, re- I remember the people that listened to Iron Maiden when I was uh, growing up, and I was like, oh yeah, like they were just bad decision makers, dude. They, my neighbor, come, my they, neighbor who I've talked about on the podcast, he'd always have his garage open, and they'd be just partying so yeah. hard in there, and I was like. I hung out one of those heavy metal garages. I knew exactly what you were talking about. I was down the block and I was just like, I just wanted one to be like, hey kid, come on over. And like, they'd throw me my first beer and I'd be like, now here we go. And just like, (laughs) he's don't like pop a top and just fucking hang out. Did that happen? Or were you saying you were were too old? They were too old. I wish, God, I wish, I wish. Yeah. That would have been a real treat. It would have been, um, interesting if I grew up in Maryville, if I I was, this was in Cherville. Oh, this is Cherville. Yeah. This was in Cherville. Cherville and Maryville are two different, two different places, believe it or not. Close to each other. Yeah. Real close. So sometimes you might just, is the zip code like very, yeah. Four, six, three, seven, five. And I don't know what Maryville says, but I'm sure it's <laughs> if real you're close. driving down the road and you're like, Oh, I think it's either Cherville. I would always laugh on the Chicago cause the, we would get Chicago news and, and whenever anything happened, usually if there's like a murder or something, they would be there and they, and they would always be like Merrillville, Indiana. They wouldn't know how to say it. We say Maryville, Maryville. And they would, the Merrillville, no one says it that way, right. but that's how they would do it. And they're, you know, Anyway, did you ever see Iron Maiden in in concert? Yeah, I saw them once. Uh, I want to say two thousand seven. Oh, older. Uh, How they hold yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, out? amazing, nice. amazing. But the reason why this song is on this list is because, uh, so when I was starting to play bass, when I picked it up, honestly, I pl- I started playing just because nobody else wanted to play it, and like out of all my friends, and they were like, yeah, oh, no I want to play guitar. To play bass, you end up playing. Bass. Yeah, and it was fine. Um, but like when I heard Steve Harris, uh, his bass lines. And uh, really started to pay attention to Iron Maiden's music. It like really gave me a real appreciation for the instrument. Steve Harris wrote, writes a lot of their songs, and he's the bass player. Um, he writes the songs or the arrangements. Uh, the arrangements and the lyrics. And okay, I, I would imagine oh, wow. the melody. Okay. Yeah. Are they like between the members of the band? Are they pretty drama free? I believe so. Yeah. You never hear never anything here. Yeah. You never hear. Oh, have you have you seen uh, Decline of Western Civilization Part Two? Mm-mm. It's all about uh, metal. And uh, it's fantastic. It's a doc. It's a series of documentary, three documentaries. Um, but this is her best one is the middle one. And it's hilarious. It's all these like hair bands that are like, we're going to make it. And they're like, what if you don't? And they're like, there's no backup plan. We're going to make it. <laughs> and then there's like guys like Lemmy in it who are just like, I don't know, man, wear what you want to wear, but I just fucking do what I do. And I feel like that's the same thing with Iron Maiden where it's just like, they just do their job. They're, you know what I mean? It's like, they're consistent. They don't have like weird things like, oh, we're now into blues or something like that. No. You know what I mean? Well, I don't even like, know what they look like. That's what's interesting. Yeah. Like, because that monster or whatever, you, what's their logo? Eddie. Eddie? Yeah. yeah. Like, their logo is everything. Yeah. And so, are they, is there a reason why there's no, not a lot of pictures of them? Like, yeah. You know, there's all, like, you see Molly Crew, you know what they look like. Yeah. Even though if you've seen their album covers, you know. Well, they're rap. not as pretty as Motley Crue. Oh, not, Motley that? Crue's a, a fucking hot band. Okay, but we're, are they Minus awkward Vince looking Neil, dudes? Most well, like of the Tool, time. Tool, you don't know what look Tool looks like. Same thing. But yeah. that's like some of that stuff's intentional. Yeah. I don't think they were trying to hide themselves. No. They just had the mascot. And they, very popular. they never got a lot of MTV. I mean, you know, every once in a while on, on Headbangers Ball. But like, I feel like Iron Maiden is just like word of mouth. I mean. All their songs are like eight minutes long. They're not, yeah, no radio play. <laughs> What's their biggest song? No radio play. Run to the Hills is probably one of their, yeah, but their really, biggest song among people who so listen to funny. Iron Maiden is probably like Trooper is the classic Iron Maiden song. Yeah. The funny thing is, is as a music insider and expert that I am, this is the first time I've heard of, oh, man. of Iron Maiden. I, mean, I feel like I mean, if you heard, heard that them, riff from Trooper, song. you'd be like, oh, I've heard this somewhere. Okay. Yeah. But I, I really, if this is their one of their top three songs, let's just say that to be safe. Yes. I, that's the first time I've heard it all the way through. And this is, you know, going... 40 years of music as an expert. So. Uh, let's see if this expert has heard of this, uh, this next little band called Black Sabbath. Oh, dear. Uh, go tell ahead, me play all, a Okay, now, the, what I love to find out <laughs> is, so especially when somebody gets into like a genre, so you, you get into metal, um, is it at first you're just kind of like, oh, these are like the sort of metal-y bands on MTV, and then you start 
delving and then it's like well i read an interview with this guy and he said like he grew up listening to black sabbath so i gotta listen to black sabbath like were you doing the work no actually i how i i was really into ozzy but i hated sabbath have you guys ever hated a band but then you just had to listen to it so much because your older brother kept playing it over and over and then you like started to really like it absolutely that's how i started liking black sabbath and then i fell in love with it you liked ozzy first oh i loved ozzy but black sabbath had this drearier sound that was just kind of like i didn't i wasn't into and there was less of going back to what you said and before when i was listening to your mix i was like oh okay run for those maybe heavy metal can be melodic and then this song played and I was like nope this is exactly why I don't like metal so go ahead and play a little of Into the Void by Black Sabbath this is good uh, pro wrestling walking out music that's what I pictured it just like the executioner they just come out like the crowd's booing I love it this Black Sabbath is also way more stoner music than Ozzy yeah definitely I, yeah, I do not like this song at all. And I love Ozzy. I mean, that's the thing. We, like, we haven't even gotten into the yeah, melody. Yeah, right. Paul's already out. There's no melody. See, I mean, this is the, the difference. This is the difference between all these songs and the new songs. The new songs, like you hear the hook in the first 15 seconds. Right. These songs are like, nah, man, we'll get to it about a minute in. Yeah. Like yeah. we're 40 okay, seconds in. Okay, you tell in. me where the hook is. I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting. I think we have another minute before any vocals yeah. kick in. Well, I mean, it's a five. It's like a five and a half minute right. song. A six minute song. We're we're a minute in right now, not a not a word spoken. <sighs> Paul is literally. I've, I am so checked out on this. Yeah, I mean, it, it really for some. I don't know what happened yeah. to me during a heavy metal concert, or maybe I got beat up by those guys when I was in junior minute, high. Minute in, still no lyrics. Love it. But like like you said, Ozzy, I didn't like. Here we go, Paul. Here we go. Mm, this is what you call the hook. This is when you're up in the turnbuckle. <laughs> Clearly, you haven't flex. read your books on music to know no, no, what I didn't say the, the hook. hook is. I said this is the part in the wrestling match where the, the guy's on the second turnbuckle, <laughs> flex into the crowd, and they're into ah, it. Ah, God. Yeah, no. And, and we're just get, so we're getting near our guest, Hari, is like totally yeah. jamming to this song. Oh, it just kills my sensibility, <laughs> and I love I love his I like his voice. It's a unique voice, and the thing about him when you listen to Ozzy Osbourne songs that were hit like Crazy Train, um, they're they're catchy songs. He's got a guitarist who's uh, what, what's that guy's name? Randy Rhodes. Oh, Randy Rhodes. Yeah. I mean, he's just a great guitarist, and he's, there's so much going on in the songs. But Black Sabbath, ugh. Why, why why this song Into the Void? Sure. So I I never learned to read notes. I tried a couple times you go and it by just ear? wasn't uh yeah so I started same. to go by ear and and I started to just listen to songs and try to like yeah I was sitting down with the tape deck rewind stop rewind stop and then this was one of the songs that I really learned uh front to back by ear and it's not that easy so I felt like this is the one I remember being like really proud of that I was like nice. man how old were you when you to develop my ear the black, when you went back to Black Sabbath. After well, music. I picked up my bass when I was uh, in eighth grade, so thirteen. Uh, okay. So I was probably about maybe fifteen when I started really, uh, yeah, getting into transcribing stuff. Like fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. Did uh, um, is this is this your favorite Black Sabbath song? This was my favorite Black Sabbath album, I believe. Master okay. of Reality. Okay. Uh, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath is awesome too. They're all awesome, but yeah. yeah, this song is the one I guess like just in thinking of my history as a bassist is the one I remember like because it was a real pain in the ass what's to the, learn. What's the song that you would say if you if someone is an Ozzy fan or likes m- melodic music but hates heavy metal? What song would you say? Okay, listen to this in Black Sabbath and you'll change your mind. Um, and that someone is me. Okay, so in this is, hypothetical, like because people always talk about how great Black Sabbath is and even when Lemmy died and, and his band people are like oh you don't you don't like Ace of Spades like you saying that Motorhead. yeah like I'm like yeah okay Ace of Spades after repetition it hits you over the head enough times you're like okay it's not that bad but like what can you say is the Black Sabbath song that that uh, can convince me that they're that it's good well I mean, I love Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. This is one of their quintessential songs, but I feel like you know that's not going to be the song that you, you're like, going to feel. Is like Paranoid and been like, oh, this is a great song. Paranoid? Yeah. No. What's that? You've never heard Paranoid? No. Okay. Iron Man? No. Yeah. None of these? Dude, there's a thing in wrestling. I've heard Iron Man. There's a okay. thing in wrestling. Okay. Uh, the Road Warriors used to come out to Iron Man. 
And it was the coolest thing ever. You know who the Road Warriors are? No. But do they have to get permission to do that? I'm curious. Not back in the day. Okay. And I, and, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, no, not back in the day. And then what they used to I do. I like that you asked Marty, not the lawyer. In, at the in WCW. <laughs> okay, whatever. In WCW, what they used to do was, because if you watch old wrestling on the WWE Network, they changed the music. Because, yeah, like, uh, they used to all come out to those. To Everybody came out to, you know, songs on the radio. But the Road Warriors would come out to Iron Man, and it was the coolest fucking thing ever. That's awesome. And uh, when they would come out, they were so popular, and they wore like football pads with spikes on them, and their faces were painted. <laughs> and one guy had a mohawk, and the other guy had hair where there was no hair on the mohawk guy. They looked like steroids, and they just like ate steroids. And for that, what was the song? Iron Man. Iron. And they would come so, out, and you would just hear that. When uh, <laughs> Iron Man. And then the music would kick in, and they would come out, uh, and they would get cheered so loud, louder than anybody. They, they would call that, like in wrestling, when you get a big reaction, they call that a pop. And uh, it's still to this day called like the Road Warrior pop when you come out and the crowd just like loses their mind. And they used to say they were from Minnesota, but they used to say they were from Chicago. And whenever they came out in Chicago, it was like the hometown heroes, even though they weren't from here. And everyone kind of knew, but no one cared. But when they would say, from Chicago, Illinois, and everybody would lose their fucking minds. Do you wow. listen? Do you watch uh, wrestling? No, not, I haven't since yeah, I was a me kid. Me neither. I really loved, like, when, when I was a kid, uh, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan, Rob Macho Man, Randy Savage. Donner's Grove's Finest. Right, Randy Pofo, right? Pafo. Pafo. Yeah. But here's the thing, um, and, and that's the thing with Iron Man, that song, when, when you're learning guitar... Every teacher would be like, do you want to learn Iron Man? I was like, no, I want to learn, um, what's the song, uh, Say by, uh, you say, it was a reality play. It's Lisa Loeb? <laughs> Lisa Loeb. Stay? And then he's like, are you are you fucking kidding me right now? I remember I wanted there to learn. There should have been a guitar teacher for just for guys who wanted to get laid. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much when you when you start guitar, That that's why you. That would, it would be funny if like you're, you're uh, at your first guitar lesson and the guy just goes. All right, man. What kind of what kind of girls are you trying to have sex with? <laughs> right. You're just like, oh, do you want to like learn the, Wonderwall the, now the, or those? Yeah. <laughs> pretty girls who uh, are on the honor roll. All right, I'm gonna teach you how to play "Stay" by Lisa Loeb. That's what I'm gonna do. What is this girl, uh, Jessica? Where does she wear to to, to class? You're like, yeah. oh, she's got an Iron Maiden shirt. All right, we're gonna teach you. Uh, yeah, cool. All we're right, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna teach you uh, "Run for the Hills." All right, Paul. Hills. Paul, jot down a song called "A Hard Road." That's hard off road. Uh, "Never Say Die." One of Black Sabbath's last albums. Ozzy hated this album, but I think if you're just looking for something more melodic and like chill, not so like aggressive, that's a okay. good song to listen to. So that's and that and that's something you know. My friend who was into hair metal and heavy metal, we we had like you know obviously everyone has a Venn diagram of friends where you guys all have where you merge, and uh, that's what he would say. And 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 I think the band that that kind of created that melodic feel and they do softer songs that got mainstream is the next uh song on the list which is uh metallica's what's the song called not this song again yeah not this one <laughs> this song again i want to hear why the fuck you picked this song but um i think i have an idea but th- what is this called anesthesia pulling teeth pulling teeth that's what it felt like <laughs> metallica did you know this song Mark? uh no I mean, like I, I don't. I'm not a big deep cut Metallica guy. But it's also just a solo too. There's no. Yeah, yeah. it says it up top. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who didn't hear, it's out of this bass solo, take one, right? Shout out to Lars for allowing this to happen. You know what I mean? And not having to be. Uh... <laughs> I don't do a guitar. I don't do drum solos. Well, Lars kicks in halfway through, yeah. and this just gets way badass. I just picture you as a kid, like in a corner learning this oh yeah finally when we did the Metallica tribute band I learned the song Mechanics uh, Mechanics is this Cliff yeah this oh Cliff. wow cool yeah. the middle when, when uh, towards the end when the drums are going and he's just shredding like going up the scale that every bassist fakes like he just he's because uh, I'm sure he's just improvising it yeah. right there in the studio it's, okay so this song is in here clearly on your journey as a bass oh yeah this so song what, is like, what happened this is just like any heavy metal bass player is like strives to nail this song. It's just uh, with the distortion and the wah and that use of it was very like, uh, um, I mean, it's it's not very common. So it was pretty innovative of Cliff to, to 
put that all together. I just, I just got a Cliff Burton. Cliff Burton. Sorry, he died in a, a bus crash. I just right. got a text from Lars that said he's going to sue us if we play anymore. <laughs> What's the, oh, that's right. Yeah, we got to yeah, be careful with that song. Around, what was the guy who took over after that? Uh, was it Jason Newstead? Newstead. Oh, yeah. right. Okay, they, that's they torched yeah, him and made here. his life hell. So this, I'm thinking of Megadeth. Okay, that's David Ellis. We were Ellis, we so. were joking the other day how so when uh, uh, oh shit, who's the guy who looks like Roman Reigns? Who's the new? Who's the current guy? Who is the current? It's not the um, oh man. They also have not been following. Yeah, him he looks like a famous wrestler named yeah. Roman Reigns. But anyway, when they when they brought him on, if you watch some kind of monster, which is one of the best documentaries about music of all time, because these guys are fucking lunatics. Um, they Jason quits. He just had enough. They fucking hazed him, tortured him he during was like, the documentary making. Or? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and they're all in therapy. They hire this. Oh, you talking about some kind of monster? Yeah, yeah. they hire this therapist. And uh, who's they? Metal, I mean, the remaining Cliff. Right, right, right. Not Cliff. Yeah, Cliff. Uh, no, no. Not uh, Cliff. Newstead. Uh, who, yeah, Cliff. No, Cliff uh, is the fucking uh, guitarist. And then no, Cliff is uh, the, the bass player. Bass player. Bass Kirk. Kirk Hammond. Kirk, 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 Cliff, and Lars James. are still oh, yeah, in the James band. James. And they hire this guy who's like, oh, I'm a therapist for like athletes and all this stuff. And I, I'm like, probably charging like $10,000 an hour and all this stuff. And they fucking made this Jason dude's life a living hell. He quits the band. Then they he's bring younger, in the new guy. Right? Yeah, he's younger. I, remember, I did see because he's replacing of this. this guy who died, who they were like uh, brothers with. Yeah. And then they just were dicks to this guy. They fire him. They bring in the new guy, who's Robert Trulio. Yes, and they're like, "We're millionaires, and we think if you're going to join the band, you should also be a millionaire. So we're all on the equal level. So we're going to give you a million dollars." And I and we were, I was watching it with my girlfriend, and Sarah just goes, "Oh, I'm sure Jason thought that was pretty <laughs> awesome." <laughs> <laughs> What uh I'm sure Jason made his money though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so the current one is is who? The current bassist. Uh Robert, I'm that messing guy. up his last name. Truly Trulio. So I met this guy, I was looking for the picture as David Elfson. He's the mega bassist, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. He was at a show of mine. And then Whoa. you hear the fun story about He's an how, awesome they, how they Super kicked nice out. Guy. Oh uh, Dave yeah, Dave Mustaine. Mustaine. What's yeah. your thoughts on Dave Mustaine? I I was a huge Megadeth fan too. Um I thought that, uh, I mean, he probably deserved it. I mean, he was a huge alcoholic. Yeah. I guess it caused a lot of problems, started if, fights. If you watch that like. Headbangers Ball documentary, there's a, a Ricky Rackman and him had, be, he would do this thing where on the air or in concerts, he would, Dave Mustaine would be like, ugh, Ricky Rackman. And at one point he just goes, why doesn't he just kill himself? And he's like Jesus. such a dick. But then they were like buddies in real life and he like had him at his wedding and stuff. And then finally Ricky Rackman's just like, dude, what like I don't know your deal. Like we're friends off the show, so like what are you I don't understand. Or in the early days of Megadeth, I think like uh, his, Megadeth's fans were chanting kill Kirk. Yeah. Like Kirk, it was like Kirk a Hammond who replaced Right, right, right. Yeah, it was uh, a rivalry. And yeah. he became the like the staple of the band. That, that is such an amazing story to me that you can get kicked out of a band that's gonna be like the biggest in the the mm-hmm. world and of metal, and then start another band to rival it. That's super and successful. Be, yeah, yeah. yeah. In a lot of ways, I did it. That was in a couple books about. Like, I think, I think uh, Malcolm Gadwell wrote, wrote about that. Yeah, and I mean, and and in the some kind of monster documentary, he comes and sits down with them, and they sort of talk it out a little bit, and he's just like, I still hate you guys and yeah you i shouldn't did see that it was special. fucking wild chuck klosterman talks about it too yeah klosterman. yeah klosterman yeah, uh, klosterman Cl- i know you correct he, him. uh <laughs> he talks about it a lot and uh i don't know if your favorite band is killing me does a metallica versus megadeth but they, i mean like they cover the how the, would you sort of describe metallica versus megadeth do they try to like out metal he i, I kind of got the vibe they tried he like we're going to be fucking harder than you guys. We're going to play faster. We're going to play loud. Like, well, Dave Mustaine, I think, clearly is the better guitarist in terms of yeah. guitar work, and I think that their uh, Megadeth's a lot faster. Yeah, uh, but I mean, they're like I, they're both I, I also bands. think too is from a marketing point of view, uh, Megadeth and Iron Maiden both share that kind of like it's got to have skulls, it's got to have Double fire, bass. it's got to yeah. have like the look of it too was just kind of like. I could see like a, a marketing meeting where they're like, here's some ideas for the cover. And he's just like, only one skeleton? Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I need more skeletons. <laughs> yeah, they, actually, Megadeth had its, uh, I, I don't they know had a dude the too. name, yeah. I, but he had, he had also a skeleton with a, because yeah. I remember that one, it's like, what's something's free, but who's buying? P-Cells. Yeah, peace. no, it's like, is it P-Cells? And they had another one, like something's free, but who's buying? I remember seeing that shirt a lot. P-Cells, but who's buying? That's yeah, it, that's yeah. it. Uh, probably, um, uh, Holy Wars is that the name of the album? Was probably the considered one of the greatest thrash metal guitar albums out there. 
Is it? Oh, I'm gonna feel like such an asshole so for not. When I think of those two the bands, album. I would think it's the one that Hangar 18. Yeah, uh, this is Megadeth. Yeah, like yeah. I think like they're they're like the most. Um, um, what do you call it? Like more traditional heavy metal, whereas Metallica kind of sold out, right? With like Unforgiven and all that stuff, because they became mainstream. And because I well, like I mean, Metallica I mean, at a certain point, at a certain point, I mean, like when they got the haircuts and all that stuff. Oh right, no, but I think that. even before that, with that Unforgiven video, I mean that 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 opened doors for people like me who never would. Well, ever I mean, just started. I, I mean, they were kind yeah. of like, we don't need a video. Remember that? For, dude, what do you mean? Remember when one came out? That video, that that video always creeped Dude. me out. I had never liked that song one because that just that story oh. of uh, Johnny get losing your gun. All, yeah. yeah, it's such a it's wild video. Out. I remember seeing it and being fucking scared. I remember I saw it on Headbangers Ball. One of my favorite fucking one-two punches was you would watch Headbangers Ball and then after it they would play The Young Ones, which is a, a, a BBC comedy about like a metalhead, like a punk rocker, a hippie. Like a mod guy, and they all lived in a house together, and it's it was like, like the real so world weird. Britain. No, no, no. It was a comedy, <laughs> and it was like they'd have like dirty Scripted. dishes. Yeah, they'd have dirty dishes in the sink, and like the dishes would talk to each other. Like it was so weird. But Headbangers Ball one by Metallica is just like so wild, so weird, and they thought like they'd play it once and be like, "All right, fine, we played this band, leave us alone." And everybody was like, "It's the best video in the world." And they had to like play it during the day, and people were like, "What the." Is this which one? One, one. I think that 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 I song is based on a book called Johnny Got His Gun. Yeah, or something. and the movie. Yes, he is like a guy who goes to war, and he's in a basically in like a coma, and he just is like finally like I think they do it's like, like a whole story. Like, you know, he yeah he loses like, kill me everything. Just he loses his me. arms, yeah. his legs, me. all yeah. of his senses. Yeah. Oh, he right, can right. only talk and the through. Guy's like, uh, it's SOS. It's a, SOS. It's yeah, like Morse code. Morse, Morse code. Like, yeah, oh, what's he saying? And he's like, kill me. And I was like, a little kid being like, the fuck. Oh yeah, it was a dark, dark shit. Uh, how, they definitely you, had more ballady stuff than the Megadeth, sure. and I just have to clarify for my for my own peace of mind. <laughs> Rust in Peace is the Megadeth album oh, that is yeah, like yeah, one yeah. of the greatest guitar rock albums. How do you? Uh, and it's weird too because as we have seen, sort of like Van Halen, prime example, uh, and Metallica. Like, how do you sort of justify like, yeah, after that album, I'm kind of out. You know, like, are there are there certain? I mean, I I don't know. Like, I'll still listen to older Metallica or newer newer Metallica, I guess. <laughs> Like Hero of the Day, I think is a cool. Oh, song. Oh, I love that song. I think yeah. it's a really cool song. I this didn't leave that again. Metallica. Me- oh, Metallica. You well, remember the whole thing? Metallica cut their hair. That was huge. Load when they did load. Yeah, load. when they did load. Oh yeah, did, and they came I, out with that whole new look. I knew about it. I only, like I said, I would only know the songs that were played on whatever, whatever was on MTV or the Blaze and before, sure. after the Blaze, the Loop. I mean, if they, if they didn't make that. I yeah, know. I remember and, Q101 and didn't play that. One one DJ said, "I'm being forced to play this song." I think it was Hero of the Day or something, but he was like, yeah. "They were playing Metallica." Yeah, and he was when they came back. Yeah. I think they got a lot more radio play, oh, and also probably alt. a little money, money that got that alt done. rock. Yeah, but it was just kind of like there. Yeah, that's a band where after a certain while, it's just like, oh man, I don't know. And like you, you'll see them like. In concert, they play. They'll play like Misfit songs and stuff. Yeah. Oh, their Garage Days albums was was awesome. I think they did a couple of them, but that yeah. first one where they covered uh, Last Caress, Danzig. They did that. Danzig. No, no, that's that's Misfits. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they did it. They did an MTV special, and I I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was in an award show or something. And they remember how like at the like the VMAs they would cut to like all right, Metallica's in Europe. We're gonna cut to them right now and play. They're they gonna play a song. song. They were supposed to play a certain song, and they played Last Caress, which is like. You get, it's talking about like rape and murder and stuff like that, and MTV was like not happy with that. <laughs> well, Run for the Hills, which you already talked about, I listened to some lyrics on there. There's discussions that are inappropriate that wouldn't work in today's society. Well, well. I, Iron Maiden, a, a lot of their content is also like uh, history on, and yeah, like yeah. trying to teach you something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah, it seems like very fantasy dungeons and but also dress. storytelling, a lot yeah. of storytelling. And then our uh, our final band, which well, before, is probably one that yeah. Paul likes. The, I, so in this situation, I actually had to uh, to step into the the list because he had six songs. If you remember, oh, tell me all about this. And uh, <laughs> I love the backstory. I knew that uh, I said he said, you know, I don't know what to do. And I said, listen, your other song is a Led Zeppelin song. I forgot what song it was. Um, oh, the Lemon Song. The Lemon Song. I said we've already covered Led Zeppelin. And to be honest with you, I wanted to this song because I knew that. Most of this section would be discussions of of shit that I just don't like the band. So I was like excited, 
as Marty pointed out, that you put on a Kings of Leon song. Oh, huge Kings of Leon fan. Huge. I am also. It's like a guilty pleasure. I don't really talk about it a Why lot. Why do you say guilty pleasure? Because, you know, they kind of got a bad rap as being like kind of like the this generation's Coldplay. It's just like... But oh. I remember when they first came out. Oh, yeah. They had a real like draw, dirty Southern punk song. Oh, with they were long huge hair in and England. Were, and they were like, it's all like... Uh, there was a lot of marketing of like, are they all bro? They're all the son of a preacher and they're all weirdo Follow homeschool well, kids. Yeah. Well, they're and then brothers they got and the a slick, cousin. They got the slick look. Yeah. Well, first of all, Lemon Song... What, 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 that's just to... such an amazing bass song and I've, I it, it, like just trying to learn that song I, I, I gave up on lear- trying to learn it because I really felt John that Paul John Paul Jones. Jones probably and I'm just guessing but improvised most of that yeah. in the studio it's, it's just amazing. it's felt you know and it's like that's the thing with not learning how to read notes or my scales and stuff that's where I'm kind of tied to like sh- I'm more of a structured bass player right. so just trying to that song is just so amazing and I don't think he plays it the same way twice and we've covered Led Zeppelin they've been on the show before and so uh, everyone has their uh, Led Zeppelin um, connection I guess but this song uh, uh, Cold Desert right yep let's play it a little this is not one of my favorite songs but I still uh, love the band what era of Kings of Leon is this this is uh, um, Sex on Fire that album Uh, what album is that only by the night. Okay. So I think this came out in like 08. 08, 09, yeah. And this is, this whole album is amazing, in my opinion. And the reason I picked this song is what you're listening to highlighted here is the bass guitar. Right. Another, Jared Followell is one of my favorite active bass players. So when, uh, I just really love when bass helps carry a melody in a song. Like in a lot of metal, it'll just follow the guitar. Yeah, they're the lead on that, and they, and he's their whole band is so talented. Caleb's voice is really cool. Um, that first album that came out when they were huge in England, and then they got big here. Um, I was in L.A. on a Monday night at a in a bar in um, in Silver Lake, and uh, this guy walks in. Uh, in a fur coat, glasses, woman on both sides. I mean, typical rock star thing. Fuck yeah. And this is back when I was uh, shopping bands. I was an entertainment lawyer in a different life. And uh, the guy that I was with was it from one of the labels. He goes, that's, our, that's the future of rock and roll. And I go, who's that? He goes, that's Caleb Hollowell from Kings of Leon. And uh, I was just like, never heard of these guys <laughs> in my mind. But literally, he was a rock star before he was a rock star. And then they went to the table. I think the rest of the band was there, except not the, the ones that were underage um, at the time. This was like, like a super young dude in the band. Yeah. 2000. They, uh, they the talk cousin. about them a lot and meet me in the bathroom, right? Yeah. They got in towards the end of that book. Uh, but Kings of Leon, what a great band. And uh, and like you said, the, the bass work and the, and the songwriting, too. People don't give them enough credit. Well, how did you guys feel about? Were, are you a Kings of Leon fan? No, uh, butt rock. It's butt rock. That's what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, into it, butt were rock. you? I want. I was wondering, like, how did you guys feel about their change in sound? Like, uh, I think over the last few, yeah, albums? Aha, Shake, Heartbreak, and then I think so, uh, Youth and No, Youth and Young Man was first. Aha, Shake, Heartbreak. That was like the punk, dirty punk, the southern first sound. album, right? The first that, stuff I liked, and then they had uh, Only that, by the Night with that uh, Sex on Fire yeah. and stuff. Like that. Sex on Fire like, came a lot later. I didn't, I didn't like that. Well, what was between? Uh, um, but the thing about What's them that is slow ones. There was, was funny because talk about butt rock. Like <laughs> they fit the bill because if you look on some of the songs, got big because they were played on Entourage, and people were like, "What's that I mean, song?" That's a decision you oh, have to make. Yeah, because of the times. Because that sort of, the of transitioned yeah. into their yeah. Aha Shake um, and then Youth and Young were the two albums that they broke in England and then they came to America and then they blew up and then because of the times came out and then they started that's the one that was starting to become butt rock as Marty called use, use somebody that song I would that's only hear. by the night yeah or and one by the only like, by the night I would hear that and I was come around like, sundown I'm done I always thought uh I would oh, what's the fucking no I can't think of the band what's that who sang that song lazy eye Silver Spun Pickups or whatever. Silver Sun Pickups. Yeah, I always would confuse them. Oh, and uh, see, I think Silver Sun Pickups is a lot of like pumpkins. They're uh, yeah, a lot of pumpkins. Oh, too. for sure. But I, and I think they're I like them better. But I don't know why I would always get them sort of like. But I think a lot of those bands that came out at that time, it was sort of like that little bit of resurgence of rock. They were sort of trying to all do their thing or whatever. But yeah, there's certain bands where I'm like, I'll see like a video of them. 
and they'll be like playing in front of like you know a hundred thousand people in Europe, and you're just like, okay, I guess. Like I don't see it, but okay. Like I can't, you can't. They're very successful, and I'm sure they're. You know, their their first the dirty music that you were talking about was Molly's Chambers. Which yeah, was the yeah. First song yeah. that came out that yeah. you liked. And they got like, man, when music magazines were still a thing, they were like getting pushed down your throat a lot. Good looking guys, like, yeah. good looking dudes, and it's got the story and everything. And they've you know the Fowell brothers. Uh, dad's a preacher. Dad's a preacher. I don't know if that's a genre. I call it like. Dirty or gritty Southern rock. I don't Southern know. rock is yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're from the South. Yeah, kid like, rock. You know, uh, I would have put that like kid rock. <laughs> yeah, please, but like you um, know, you know. But before uh, Sex on Fire and uh, and and use somebody that album before which we talked about had on call knocked up all those songs were great great songs and that's when the transition came yeah. where they you can more hear hear the transition yeah. too. But they're they're still I, I like Aha Shake and I, I I like their last two albums. Mechanical Bull was great. I saw them live. They're they're fucking an amazing band. So that's why this song. I was like, yeah, let's talk about this. Kings of Leon. I've seen them a bunch. Have you ever seen them in concert? I have not. I haven't put on a great show too. They put on a really good show. Um, they cover Iron Maiden. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know if they do that. But they look like. Um... Yeah, they. Look, I, they, I just was on iTunes and their their photo. They look uh, very, very, very pretty. They if you like if you like the older sound, suit coats and check out a band called The Weeks. The Weeks. Yeah. Okay. And actually, I think uh, Kings of Leon helped produce one of their albums or something. Cool. Very cool. Uh, well, how do you feel about other types of music? Are you just kind of like it's got a rock or no? No, I mean I'm I'm real into you know after one of Drufsky's episode on here I've been yeah. listening to nothing but they might be giants. Right oh, on. No. Good, good on you. What's a, what's a song that you like them to play when you go on stage? If they ask you like, hey, what do you mean to play when you go on stage? Do you want like a metal song to like, or do you think that like throws off the the presentation of your comedy? I think it probably. I tried it once. Yeah. I, I think I, I I think I played. I asked them to play like peace cells. Yeah. Or something just. Yeah. As, because like just like the the like so intro music yeah yeah for me to do go on and do I comedy think like a good like, like walk up song for you would be like a they might be giants cover of like Iron Man you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, like probably. I think that would be kind of cool and are people or the always like a song because we obviously were are people like uh, like you're hanging out with somebody you're dating somebody and they're like oh, what kind of music are you into and you're like well the, are you are they always like taken aback that these are the bands that you're into oh totally yeah no one I, ever I mean, pegs was, me as a as yeah. an old school metalhead. i would try i'm trying to think like what what did you think was going to be on so, harry's list sure what i I've, I've done shows with him we've talked about music before and never have when we've talked about music has any of this heavy <laughs> shit come up yeah. otherwise i would have banned him from the show <laughs> but uh i would have thought like a I would have picked a Kanye song. I would have picked oh, you as no. like a hip hop. I had guy. a weird gangster rap phase years ago. We, we all did, baby. We all I did. picked I picked stuff like more melodic and like his like the band he plays. I, I just pictured stuff like bubbly rock, bubblegum rock that's like indie bubblegum rock. Like uh kind of like a Chris Gaines old band. No, crush. like like or like ninety like Weedus or uh, or Motion City soundtrack stuff like that. People get that from from the band I'm in now. But what I really like about uh, my band now, I fight dragons. We uh, a lot of all the members have different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and so I bring sort of a heavier the heavy metal influence. Like a, um, I brought a, I tune for one of our songs, the one that actually was on the Money in the Bank called mm-hmm. Money. I dro- I I excuse me, I drop tuned uh, the E string, the deed, give it a real like sure. heavy ballsy sound to it. Oh, yeah. So like we all brought in I our own it. influences to, uh, <laughs> I know all it's the grunge. They would always uh-huh, talk about uh-huh. drop D. I know all about <laughs> Did you get into D. the grunge thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, Nirvana and, uh, well that's, what are their other like quintessential grunge bands? I mean, I was Stone Stone Temple Pilots, but that's more alt. Pearl Jam, Sound Pearl Jam. Okay. Yeah. Nirvana. Yeah, I'm getting my genres Kimble mixed box. up. Tad. Tad. <laughs> really liked Pearl Jam, but, uh, yeah, it's so, um, I mean, I'm into, I'm into just rock and roll. I mean, yeah, he, we, we were talking about Huey Lewis in the news. I've big fan. Great musicianship. Great song. Guess it's true. I'm happy to be stuck with you. <laughs> and we are happy to be stuck with Harry yeah. as our guest this week. Man, oh man, this was so fun. Thank you so much for I'm gonna uh, reaching out. I'm going to do my homework. Yeah. Paul, if people want to reach out and try to win that fucking golden ticket of being on this podcast. And also we're going to have our, our episode where we rate all of these at one point. That's too. right. Um, it's uh, paulmartymix at gmail.com. You know, people keep asking, how do we get on the show? If you listen to the show, we've always mentioned it. So now I know if people ask and they don't know by now. Yeah. 
It's shame on them. Payola, right? baby. It's pay- all about payola. Also, you can pay us. You can pay us in in in, in cassette. Bring me a physical copy tapes. of your CD, and what I want you to do is put some money in there, and uh, and that's how we get our payola. Uh, speaking of payola, Hari just slid me a hundred dollars and asked if, if he <laughs> yeah, could plug us. his podcast. So I'm going to take that hundred. And I fold it up and put it in my pocket. We were just going to get to that, Harry. Where, how can people uh, find out about you and your and what to tell us a little about your podcast too? Sure. So I have a podcast with uh, comedian Jim Flanagan. Oh, the worst. What is his musical taste like? <laughs> I think he's into rap, okay. which I would he have never have thought. Yeah. I think I was just as surprised to hear that as people are surprised to hear that I'm into metal. I, I know that from uh, he did my show. Everyone's a lawyer, and he knew way too much about digital underground. But go ahead. So the podcast is called "What Do We Know" with Harry and Jim, and we every week we get a guest on to just uh, teach us about an interesting topic. Marty was actually our first guest to teach us about podcasting. Sorry I set the bar so fucking high. <laughs> and what about, you absolutely did. Where can people find great. out about your comedy shows and stuff? Oh, um, uh, I'm on, oh, I'm on, uh, I'm on Instagram okay. at, at Hari Rao Comedy and R-A-O. the podcast is uh, uh, at podcast WDWK. All right. Thanks so much for coming on, Hari, and thank you all for listening to another episode of Make, Make Us. us. A mixtape. Thank you for having me, guys.